it's that time again. Dun, dun, dun. It's the not so golden girls starring Corinne and Lauren. Woo! Here we oh, are. Happy Monday. Happy we record on Mondays. We release when we feel like it. Yeah. Probably tomorrow. Probably Maybe. tomorrow. No, probably actually. Tuesdays are my free days. Oh, okay. Oh, because yeah. Zach's home. He's supposed to be home, but he said he did something. Now he's not going to be home, which is fine. Um, but I've scheduled myself for my mental health. On Mondays, we have gymnastics. Wednesdays, we have playgroup. Thursdays, we have swimming. Fridays and Tuesdays are my home days. Okay. So, I mean, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. I don't know. I'm feeling whimsical. Maybe we'll get it out. Maybe we won't. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll just we'll sit in the car and listen to it by myself. I almost did that today. I was trying to play uh, middle children and I accidentally hit not the not so golden girls. So our voices came out of my car. almost gone like, what? I've gone. never listened to it. I don't think I'll be able to. It's amazing. Middle children's pretty good too. I haven't listened to this week's yet. Oh my God. I almost pissed myself because he was talking about what we've been talking about. I told you that because I'm overweight. I qualified for the vaccine next month. And so is Chris Burns. Oh, I do too. Me too. Yeah, and, it, and it's true what they were saying, like your BMI, like he's six foot something. I think he's supposed to be 162 pounds. I'm five foot one. I'm supposed to weigh like five pounds. So, I mean, I automatically qualify. So the first time I'm like, yes, I'm fat. It's the like, first time in my life I haven't mind it. <laughs> so I'm just my- afraid because I have to get a doctor's note or a self, um, self-attestation. I can't pronounce things. Please forgive me. But I feel like saying just getting out of the car and just doing the spin and getting back in because it's a drive-up vaccination. I have no idea. So we went to swimming lessons with Emilia, Zach, and I last Thursday, and there's an ambulance in front of the swim place. I'm like, fuck, what's Did someone drown? Like, Jesus Christ. It was a vaccination clinic on the other side. So I just said- somebody passed out? No, it was a vaccination clinic. But why was the ambulance there? Just as like a precaution? Yeah, yeah, in case something happened. So I walked in and said, vaccination here. And I said, oh, who's this for? He goes, oh, people who work in healthcare. He goes, are you here for that? I'm like, if I take care of my husband and my daughter, is that considered healthcare? And he's like, ha very funny. Like, get the fuck out. I'm just asking. But yeah, so it was kind of, so it's coming. But yeah, so apparently next month, because I'm fat and because I have a chronic illness, I qualify. We'll see. But I don't think it's going to be drive up. I think we're going to have to wait in line. Oh, see, ours, there are places that you have to wait in line. Like my parents went to Stony Brook um, for the people who live around me. They'll know that's a big learning hospital here on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually where I had Ella too. And they both had their first vaccination there. My dad's having a second on Friday. He's going to be 75 this year. So I'm super excited. He's getting a second shot. Um, but that was walking. Jones Beach is, is, I have to take you there when you, if you ever come here, it's, a beautiful beach. Okay. It's not the beach we go to. I go to nicer beaches, but. <laughs> but she's going to take me to that beach, but she goes to no, the I'm going to take you to a concert at Jones Beach. Oh, okay. It's like outside, okay. an outside arena. So you sit at the beach in, in these stands and it's a beautiful concert arena. It's the only place I'll go to a concert. Um, but we have to drive up there and we don't even have to get out of the car. And I managed to get Phil and I appointments at the same exact time. Amazing. So we have both appointments at the same exact time and we just have to hang our arms out the windows. So what they're doing here is they're doing robocalls for people 80 and up who get home care. Mm-hmm. My grandmother has a nurse who comes in once a week and she does like 
like her dishes and stuff like that, just to make sure she's okay. So they're saying to these people, we're going to give you a robocall and tell you how to book your appointment. My grandmother is 84 years old. She's pretty sharp for 84. But do you think she's going to understand a fucking robocall? She's going to no, think no. it's a telemarketer and she's going to hang up on them. Like Bell Canada can forward all of her phone calls to your cell phone. Oh God. So she gets calls like it's like the telephone company calling for legit reasons. And she's like, go to hell. And she hangs up. So I called them and I said, listen, my grandmother's not going to understand a robocall. They're like, yeah, no worries. Um, the girls like we're working on something or whatever. I'm like, okay, good. Because that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Let's call these people over 80 and do robocalls. Yeah. Well, let's warn them against all of these, um, all of these scams and then give yeah. them a robocall. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So that's the, and then apparently on the 15th we can, I don't know what's going on, but yeah. So I'm glad you guys got your appointments. I'm waiting for mine. Yeah, we go then, April 4th for the first one. Romantic date. Are you bringing the kids? Or I know. We go for the second one the day after our 12-year wedding. Oh. <laughs> you know, go for a little drive-through, you know, vaccination, and then go to the, like, uh, I don't know what you guys have out there, like Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, and go through a little drive-through there. Yeah, well, we're probably, for the second one, my parents are going to take the kids. So if we're feeling like death warmed over from it, oh, good idea. we can just kind of chill out, because we're both going to have it. That was our only hesitation, but... Um, I'd rather just keep with what we have and have my parents take the kids and I just kind of lay in bed and watch TV all day and just relax. I mean, that sounds like a blessing. Hello. Last year on my wedding anniversary, we sat in the McDonald's parking lot because that's all that was open and we went for a drive. So, I mean, getting a vaccination sounds like an, an improvement. Yes. Small wins, right? Nick, next year we'll do fun stuff. Oh, I'm hopeful. I'm real. I, I I'm starting to feel more hopeful. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing kind of the the light is coming. Now they're saying I read the CDC announced today. If you are both all vaccinated, you can all hang out together without yep. masks. Yeah, inside too. That's we haven't had. But we'll see. Who knows what's gonna I'm happen? Gonna, it's gonna take me a while to leave the house again. Just out of it's gonna be baby steps for me. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Every uh, speaking of mental illness. We'll mental illness. I've had Your three mental- sips of a margarita. Mental illness. <laughs> He's drinking a margarita. I'm drinking the Canadian classic at Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. I, I literally went and put it in the fridge when I got home because I wanted to keep it special for us. Special for us. Yes, I'm having a margarita after the day I had with work being screamed at. Okay, so why are people screaming at you? Oh, well, for those of you who don't know what I do... I design people's headstones for a living. Um, I've done it my whole life. Brenda <laughs> almost just spit out her Tim Hortons all over the computer screen. Because <laughs> I just whispered, she's a stripper. And it's like, yeah, oh, I, did you, I didn't hear you. <laughs> sometimes I forget, like, you do very serious work. I shouldn't joke. Like, it's people's final That's resting okay. place. Like, come on. I probably did a monument or two for a stripper. <laughs> too f- I'm too, I, and I thought about being a stripper, but I'm too fat and I can't dance. So well, there's a market for everybody. <laughs> shit out of luck. So yeah, she you do beautiful. I've seen your work. You do beautiful headstones and thank you and things. It's just gorgeous work. If you're in the mood to die and then you need a headstone, call Lauren. Well, call me. But I had a phone call today from a family who is threatening litigation because their stone wasn't done yet, screaming at me. Um, and I'm working from home. My mom's in the office, not seeing anybody. But she's in the office. So I had to get in touch with her to see what, what the story is. Because yes, things are taking longer than they did because we have 
like twice the amount of orders that we're used to. And so does everybody else. But anyway, I digress. Um, she's like, I'm going to have to have, tell them you'll call them back. Okay, I'll call them back. She goes and finds the file and the monument's been done in the cemetery since December 15th. And we called and told them. So they haven't been to the cemetery. that grandma's monument's not there. And we were there and there's no stone. They weren't there, they lied. The stone's been there for three months. But anyway, it is not my battle to fight. We were right, they were wrong. It is what it is. We got an edible arrangement from another family. That's nice. Yeah, that doesn't happen often at all. And I don't expect that from anybody, obviously, of course, because um, we're just doing our job. But they just, she was just so grateful that we helped her through it because it's not easy to do it. It's not easy on either side, of course. Um, so she sent an edible arrangement and the kids were over the moon because they had butterfly and flower shaped pineapples to eat with their chicken nuggets tonight. No, that's, see, that's the thing with customer service. I Like anybody who's ever worked in customer service, you get the really, really nice customers that, you know, will buy you chocolate, but will bring in coffee or whatever. And then you get the customers who literally make you cry at your desk and be like, I need they're to jokes. They're what? They're jokes. They're dopey. They're, 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 they're dumbasses. Yeah. I think I everybody, just, I think people like that, you can tell they've never worked in customer service. I just think that just some people are just ignorant and nasty. And when, when I told them the monument had been done for three months and we told, we called and left a message and talked to, my mom talked to somebody. They were just like, they didn't even apologize for screaming. They were just like, oh, okay, bye. Aw, that's the worst. At least apologize. Say, you know what? My bad. I'm so sorry. You know what? We're going through a lot. Grandma died. Yeah. And and I totally get that. And I understand that. And that's their struggle. And that's, you know, like, I won't even be thinking about them tomorrow. No. They'll be yeah. off of my mind. Yeah, I'll remember the them. lady who had the nice gesture, but I won't remember them. No, they can go fuck themselves. And we're done. We're done with them. They're out. Yeah. They're out of our lives. No reason to give them any more negative energy. No. Oh, you know what I got? I got this cool stuff. It's from the Good Vibes All Purpose Cleaner Company. And it is Nap Champa, which is um, an incense. Okay. Purpose cleaner. I'm going to show you on the. Ooh, good vibe. I've never heard of Good Vibes, Nog. It Champa. smells so good. It's concentrated cleaner, so I can dilute it. Now, do you buy this on a website at the store? Yeah, I got it from Good Vibes. Uh, was it goodvibes.com? We're not promoted by them. This is to not sponsor. Goodvibesclean.com. Nog Champa. The only cool so thing. smell like a hippie along with me. I've got nothing cool except I got a coupon from Walmart. Because <laughs> I used their um, drive-in service once. And I hadn't used it in months. And then I get a coupon, say $40. I said, wow. yeah, I'm anybody's bitch. For 40 bucks, I, yeah. yeah. So I have, to, I have to order. How much do you have to spend to get the 40? 50. But you, twice. Done. So like, it was, yeah, it was really either like, okay, so 20 bucks your first order, 20 bucks your second order. I'm like, that's fine. I needed eggs and almond milk and things like that. But half the fucking that's things good. I ordered were either out of stock or like, or they offered me a substitution. That's annoying. It's very annoying. I'm like, okay, now I remember why I hate using this. But whatever. I got 20 bucks worth of free groceries. We're going to take yeah, it. Yeah, you can't beat that. 
Yeah, and I mean, they were really nice. They came right out. He put, he's like, sit back, relax. Let me put the stuff in the in the trunk for you. That's I get how Target does it here. Target. Oh, my one year anniversary of going into Target is today. I haven't been inside a Target in one year. That's so funny when you, I look back at my Facebook memories and a year ago yesterday was the last time I was with people without a mask or anywhere. I was at a women's day retreat thing which was totally boring. It's like, I'm thinking back, I'm like, had I known that was the last thing I was going to do, like, I would have done something a lot more fucking fun. Yeah, you would have gone on a rager. (laughs) I sat there and I made a dream catcher. These girls from the reserve came, but I didn't know what the hell to do. And my cousin was there and she's like, I'll help you. And I felt like such a bad native because I'm like, I don't know how to do this. So I'm like, my cousin did. When you say native, what uh, what do you mean for so, us Americans? My mom is native, so her from Oka. It's like a tribe, a tribe, a reserve, yeah, a tribe. So I'm part native. And when we went to this Women's Day thing, we signed up to make like native dream catchers. Oh, nice. So my cousin was like, excellent. I'm like, I obviously skipped a generation, or I didn't get that gene, but she did beautiful work um so yeah so I'm anyways it's a we'll talk about it so it's a long story how I just how my ancestor lost her rights because she married a white man and we only got it reinstated like five years ago oh wow yeah we'll have to dedicate an episode to that because I would love to learn more about it very interesting so I I was like I had no talent at all and like this woman did this beautiful beating and I bought earrings from her beaded earrings uh, native beating and I've never worn them because I've not gone out since it's been a year they're still sitting in yeah. my jewelry box it's crazy it's too much I know it is too much but I mean you're going for a vaccine that's an outing it's like you right? put on your push-up bra I'll keep my yoga bra on <laughs> that's another thing I was supposed to go bra shopping I think it was a year ago today because the first case in Ottawa was announced, like five cases all at once in Ottawa were announced a year ago today. And I was supposed to go to the mall, the Victoria's Secret, and get bra fitted. And we said, let's wait till it calms down. That was a year ago. So I'm my bra, I was wearing a maternity bra, it broke. So I'm braless almost right now. I need bras. Do you have any bras? I've got a sports bra and I've got an old Victoria's Secret bra. And I had two maternity bras and one broke. Well, you need to fit yourself for a bra. I know, and it's but with COVID, when my spot, like I but mean, Victoria's Secrets. That, I mean, that's not. See, yeah, I mean, it's not the best bras. There's real. I really don't know where to go for bras anymore. Like, I don't know. Well, there's that girl from Ninety Day Fiance, Molly. Mm. She has. She does virtual fittings. I heard. I'm. I've been thinking about doing that. Not. You should just, totally do that. And I mean, I could report back for the podcast. Yes. You could tell her she would. She'd probably be on our podcast. She's so cute. I used to watch Livy Ray lingerie. Okay, I've heard of this. I used to watch that reality show, and then when she came on Ninety Day Fiance, I'm like, Do I know her? And then it all like came together, and I just love her. I think she's adorable. She's one of my favorites. I think her husband was a psycho. I think he wanted in the country. He wanted in the U.S. and he—he's already married to somebody else. I heard he. I think he maybe he knew her beforehand, and this was like his way to. Yeah. Poor Molly. I love her and, and her 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 BFF. They're just adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh but my. you should look into doing that. I'm sure. I should. And I mentioned there's someone here too that 
might do virtual fittings or fittings but yeah I know I was sitting at gymnastics today and I was jumping with Emilia and I'm like my fucking tit's gonna come out of this bra (laughs) but I mean I got pregnant so I had maternity bras my boobs really changed when I was pregnant and then Emilia was five or six months old when the pandemic started my boobs had just kind of gotten to where they were they're gonna be now yeah we were like oh let's go bra shopping and then this fucking shit hit and I've been wearing maternity bras and whatever I can find it doesn't fit right so stay tuned about my boobs (laughs) <laughs> we'll keep you updated guys we'll keep you with a booby recap <laughs> so do we want to get into it we i mean we teased this last week and we're going to kind of change what we're going to yeah, talk about i think we should we have to talk about time. we got to talk about the elephant in the room deep breath all right you want to go first well i mean we can open it by saying that we both watched Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle and Harry mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off being like this petty girl saying, I didn't make Kate cry. She made me cry. I'm like, is this really what it's going to be about? Is this like gossipy nonsense? Mm-hmm. And then at about 40 minutes in, mm-hmm. it took a really heavy turn. And I think that a lot of us who've had children or have dealt with depression in some type of way, in any kind of way, immediately we're like, oh. We get it. We get it. Yeah. I get why you left a toxic situation to protect yourself. Yeah. And the fact that she went to several people with suicidal thoughts, whether whatever stage they were at what it doesn't even matter the fact that it crossed your mind and you reached out for help and you were told sorry it's just not going to happen you're a Mm -hmm. royal now you don't have mental illness when you're a royal essentially I mean that's not what they said but it's just I gave her a lot of respect in that aspect for telling Harry who like she had said during the interview she did not want to come to him with this. He has had enough grief in his life losing his mother. I mean, I don't remember exactly where I was the day that she died. Um, any other petty stuff or tabloid stuff or anything else aside, that really hit home for me. Not having her only support system was, say, her mother, who she's uh-huh. very close with. Her father, we know, is a dirtbag. And then her husband who whose family is the cause of all of this stress and all of this sadness in her i mean she was pregnant we all know we're both mothers we understand what it feels okay. like to have that emotional roller coaster of hormones i mean i dealt with it i didn't deal with it during pregnancy i was so violently ill during both mm-hmm. of my pregnancies that i just didn't have any other time to think about anything but to throw up constantly we had Kate's sickness, actually, <laughs> the, the irony. And Amy um, Schumer. Yeah, yep. Um, and it's debilitating because you can't, you can't get out of bed and you have to go to work. I didn't have to go to work as much with Ella, but I was working full-time in a call center for a credit union when I was pregnant with Liam. And he, I, thank God I worked with a bunch of incredible women who just supported me and tried to make, tried to get, well, did anything they could 
to check up on me, make sure I was okay. They were, they were awesome. I loved working there with them. Um, but then after Liam, I had severe postpartum depression. Um, I was aware of it after Ella. So I, I was able to kind of get control of it a little bit better, but it was worse after Ella. I don't know if it was because I was older. I don't know. Cause it, there's a six year age difference between the kids. Um, but there was, there's low, like low times. I had to go into an emergency appointment with my OBGYN to be put on antidepressants because it was like bad. It wasn't oh. on the couch. Um, we had discussed it last week, me yeah. saying that I'm on a cocktail of vitamins, which now help immensely. I mean, I still have my good days and bad days, but for the first, probably four in September, so she's like three and a half-ish. Um, the first two years of her life, I did. I just was convinced that if she got sick, she was going to die. So I didn't leave the house. We didn't go anywhere. I was constantly in a state of panic. And then the pandemic hit. And that was a whole new sense of panic because I was like, all right, now I don't need Ella getting sick and Phil getting sick and everybody died. Then I was on and everybody's going to die kick. Um, But I have been in, in therapy for about a year. I haven't been in a while because I was doing well because we've been in the house. I don't have anything. Now that we've kind of settled into this pandemic routine, I haven't really been to therapy because there was nothing that she could really. Nothing was do. triggering your anxiety because your anxiety is going out and germs and you're in your protective yeah. bubble. I don't have to worry about Liam going to school and bringing home God knows what. I don't have, Phil's going to work one day a week. He just stays in his office the door shut. So I don't have to worry about that. I'm not seeing people at work. I deal with people on the phones now. So it's been easier. I mean, it's going to take me a while to go back out of the house, but for, for Megan to stand up for herself and say, nobody cared that I didn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. What family is that? Whether you're blood related or not, if it's marital or whatever. Like, why would I want to stay in that situation? And I don't blame her for leaving. I mean, no. there's some things that she said about other stuff that I don't necessarily agree about that you know more about than I yeah, do. We'll talk as about far it. As the, the royalty succession and Commonwealth and all that. Job. I don't know about that as an American. I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, or if it's just not something that um, I know the tabloids are vicious over there. And there's different laws in America than there are there, but. I'm glad she got out for her own self. And if anybody listening to this has any of those thoughts, please reach out to either one of us personally mm-hmm. and we'll help you get help. Or you can call, I have a number here for, um, just click on it. And we'll put it in the description. I have a number as yep. well. We'll put okay. it in the description. That's a great idea. We'll yep. put it in the, in the description or you can reach out to either one of us. You can yes. find us on social media. Um, I lost my Zoom. Where'd it go? Here you go. Um, my name on Instagram is Lauren Datz, D-A-T-Z. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out to either of us and we'll help you get help because it's it's not fun to be alone and to feel alone and nobody should be alone. No, and that. that's, I think, the really night, nice, the big positive I got out of the interview, which was, 
um, shocking to me because, like you said, start off very gossipy and like, I was like, texting you going, what the fuck? And then when she said I was suicidal at five months pregnant, it hit a nerve with me because I was suicidal about four or five months pregnant. I was driving to work and I almost crashed my car into a barrier because I didn't want to live anymore. And luckily I had my doctor on, I called my doctor. I said, I need, I'm going to kill myself. I need to come see you. And she said, get here now. And they put me on medication and it was fine. Um, so I think it happens more often in pregnancy. We talk a lot about postpartum depression, but I don't think I didn't yeah. know that, that you could get it. You could get depression while you're pregnant. Cause it's supposed to be I didn't know that either. Yeah. Life. And all I could think about is I'm going to miscarry or I'm going to die or she's going to be born blue. She's going to be born stillborn. I'm going to crash like on, you know, while I'm delivering and Zach's going to have to raise her alone. Like I was getting all these dark, dark thoughts. And that's, I think something that, like the gynecologists, the OBGYNs need to talk to us about is like, how are you? How is your mental health? Not just, you know, how's the baby moving and stuff like that. I'd like to hear, I don't know about you. Every time I go in, he'd be like, how's the baby moving? Um, you know, how's your blood pressure? How's this? I think one of the questions should be, how's your mental health? They, they do ask that. They don't, they didn't, he didn't ask for me anyways. It wasn't, there's was never any questions about my mental health. And well, that's something that we need to work on changing. Yes. Just because it's such a, such a difficult time for all of these women. And it's so passe to talk about. You don't talk about that. You don't talk about having miscarriages. You don't tell people that you're pregnant till 12 weeks because what if you lose a baby? And then why, you know, I, I would always say to my mom, she'd be like, well, you can't say anything to anybody you're pregnant. And I had a couple of losses and I'm like, you know, the people who love me in my life are going to know if I have a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Well, it's a, you know, you can't, and I know that's a real, like, that's how they grow up. It's a real old school way of thinking. But you know what? If I had a surgery, my family would know. Yeah. Why can't they know if I lost a baby? I was really surprised with it would make them uncomfortable. Like, yeah. (laughs) We've had a family member who's pregnant. She um, and she was waiting till 12 weeks. And my mom wanted to say something. They're like, no, no, we're waiting till 12 weeks in case something happens. And my mom was like, well, something can happen anytime up until the baby's born. And that's that's a terrible of, reality of yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm like, well, ooh, that brings back a memory of I was pregnant at the same time as a woman, and we'd go to the doctor's appointment. We were the exact same week, so we were always at the same doctor's appointment. Yeah, I was doing August. This was June, and she was talking to me about how it was her last day of school. She was a teacher. She was gonna have the summer off and have her baby, and we both had ultrasounds right after, and I could hear her crying. Oh. Yeah, and like even the doctor terrifying yeah and I mean and the doctor came up with tears in his eyes and like you I I I cannot get that cry out of my head it was the most heartbreaking thing and you're sitting there going my baby's perfectly healthy there is the same just that gestational age like life is so fucking unfair it is it is there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it I when I was pregnant with Ella, I was in my office more than I was when I was with uh, when I was pregnant with Liam, and I just would would like when people came in to to unfortunately buy stones mm-hmm. for their children. I just remember just doing everything I could. Now I was Ella's a September birthday, so I was heavily pregnant in the summer, and just trying to like 
wear cardigans Hide. and cover up because I didn't yep. want them to look at me and feel bad. Yep. And I, I mean, I don't know if that's part of my anxiety too, is having to deal with all of this death and then drive home and you know, be happy, you know, yeah. uh, but it's just, it's, it's like, I can shut my brain off for work. Um, but just to hide the, the, you know, just to hide a pregnancy when you're sitting with somebody who just lost a child, it's just unimaginable. Anybody would do that. Yeah. Anybody would, I, I would, I mean, that's gotta be the worst. You've lost your child and there's this, unfortunately not your fault, but this pregnant. So I had the day I found out I was pregnant. Um, a couple of days later, my friend found out that she can't have kids. Yeah. And she hasn't talked to me since we've talked a little bit, but she did tell me, she's like, you're all there happy. Finally, you're pregnant. And I'm finding out I can't have children. So I equate it to the same thing, you know, it's, you know, protecting our own mental health and you have to respect that. Exactly. So that's what you're doing. You're just helping these people, you know, survive. They don't need another trigger. We're lucky we have healthy babies. It took a lot for both of us to get to this, me to get to the second one, you to get to the first one. Yep. And it's just, we need to, we need to to help women who who have these hormonal imbalances and problems with postpartum, not postpartum. I don't know what the name of it, to be honest with you, is for when you're going through it, when you are pregnant. Postpartum? I don't know. Like, postpartum depression? I don't know. We'll have to look. I don't know. We can learn more. We're always willing to learn more. Yes, I maybe we can get someone on in the next month or two and talk like maybe someone who's more versed in it than we are. I could uh, always ask my therapist. Be, yeah. She's actually specializes in postpartum because I have postpartum. I had postpartum depression and I had postpartum, not depression. I had postpartum anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder, which I probably have not postpartum obsession, obsessive compulsive disorder too, just like regular OCD. Um, but it really came out with cleaning when I had Ella, like I was either cleaning or taking care of her. I was bleaching everything down or taking care of her. That was, there was no in between for a while. Like I, I was mean, being- good for you for talking about it openly because a lot of people are ashamed. And they shouldn't be, you know what? No. People walk around saying they have heart problems, they have diabetes, they have X, they have Y, they have Z, but nobody talks about their mental health. And you know what? It's just as important to talk about your mental health. So, you know, if I know you're having problems, I'm going to give you more graces in your life. I'm not not going to be like, that bitch canceled on me again. You know, (laughs) maybe she's having a hard day and I've got to give her her graces and I've got to just, it's not meant to be. And people are more patient with me when they know that it's really hard for me sometimes to leave the house. And children's birthday parties are my nightmare. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I go, but I hate them. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it's easier because they're like, all right, well, you know, if she's a little snippy, it's because it took a lot for her to get here today and she's here and we're going to give her space and, and it works. And we will have to just, we'll have, it has to be an open topic of conversation. And that is one thing I'm grateful for that Megan sat there with Oprah in that beautiful garden with all of that. Which was Gail King's, by the way. Was it? 
It he didn't guilty. say whose it was. It's a mutual friend. And then yeah. um, one of the newspapers, uh, they said even before it was filmed at Gail King's house. But Gail lives in the city. She lives in New York. I guess she has a second house. Of course. She's a first friend. One. Well, it was gorgeous. Um, beautiful setting. Opened up and said things that I never, ever saw coming. And that should have been the whole interview. Yeah, it no, should've. it should have been. Well, oh. the Kate made me cry. I didn't make her cry. It was just like, what? <laughs> like, again, Kate had just had a baby. I think yeah. three feet. So she was probably hormonal, God, probably, you know, wearing the ice diaper at that point. It was only like two, three yeah. weeks. So sh- who knows? Like, just why bring it up? That was just like, as another radio show we listened to, that was real, real petty, petty princess. Yes. I was shocked. That was That's on the Taylor show. I know you haven't listened to that in a while. No, I don't anymore, though. No. Um, that she was a like, cool, petty, petty princess. Very petty. Very petty. Um, There's a lot of I petty guess, I mean, I get that she was trying to make it seem, she was trying to show that the, the, the tabloids make up what they want and that the the royal family doesn't defend i feel like they would need a whole department of people to defend every tabloid story that came out if and and the queen's just old-fashioned this isn't something she had to deal with when she started her reign back in 1842 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean this is especially social media which i think is vicious is all yeah. new to the, and this is a very old establishment. Very, there are people who started off with the queen who are still working for the queen. Like, and when did she become the queen? Do you know? Do you know when? It was nineteen fifteen. I can tell you. So I'm a royal, not a fan. I'm a a royalist to to say like I'm not. I don't. I won't blindly defend them or. Anything. I'm just fascinated by royalty. I am not too, but I, I didn't even know ignorantly what a commonwealth was until last night you're not part of it so um yeah no it's not you got kicked out is she on your money yes she is what a canadian dollar looks like it's a it's a gold coin with a the queen's on the back and on the front is a loon and it's called a loony a loony yeah well they're all loony and we have toonies toonies and loonies we have two Nobody could come up with a better name. <laughs> no. She was, oh, I put the queen mother, Elizabeth the queen. She was, blah, no, she's 94. Fuck, she's going to be 95. So, so Philip is going to be 100 on, oh, no, I think, June, June 3rd. Hopefully he makes it. He's not doing well. She, uh, this is terrible. This is terrible. But I read something on the online today. This is terrible. Please forget that me. they were gonna say it on like Saturday or Sunday that he had died because no, they were gonna smother him just to distract. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible! It's terrible! It's terrible! <laughs> but it was just I was like, I mean, like it's it's so radical that it wouldn't even be surprised. Like 19, oh, she got married in 19 something. Okay, rain. Okay. She was married before she became queen, right? Oh, yeah, but not very. So, Charles and Brown, that's it. That's my knowledge. Oh, yeah, Charles and Anne were were, were babies when she became, but he he wasn't supposed to die. So, 
I'm reading here. So, like 1952, she's been since 1952, and I mean, she went away to Kenya and and did a world tour, and then in the middle of that tour, her father died, she had lung cancer. So she was young, like she was 24. I, I don't think Philip expected to have to be no at that age. And Philip's story is very interesting. Very, very. He's had a very um, troubled upbringing. Very. Yes. I don't know. I remember from the Crown because mm-hmm. they hid his mother. He was hiding his mother ended up being like a crazy nun. Yes, she, um, she lost her daughter and her son-in-law and their whole family in a plane crash, and they blamed Philip for it. Um, be- I just remember them moving it her into the house. Yes. On a- yeah, he w- basically he was like the prince of Greece and that like got abolished and he was basically an orphan. So he kind of, people kind of took him in. Um, his sister took him in, she died. Um, he did not have an, an easy life. And I think he saw- to 100 almost at this point. I mean, we can call yeah, it. I think he will. I, I, he's a tough guy. And I mean, the queen as well. The queen wasn't supposed to- Land Rover be- last year, two years ago. <laughs> I mean, the fact, fact, yeah, I mean, driving at 98, but like the queen as well, the queen's not supposed to be the queen. No, I think that's why I think Charles is a little bit bitter because he's in his, he's well into his sixties at this rate. I don't think he's going to have the longevity of his parents. It's just my gut feeling. Um, I mean, Hey, they're lucky if it wasn't for David, who was King Edward leaving, abdicating the throne to go marry Wallace Simpson. None of these people would be you know, in the line of succession. So I I find the, the story of David and Wallace or Ed, King Edward and Wallace Simpson fascinating because to me, he's the original Meghan Markle. He was like, you know I what? Know, right. Fuck you. I, I love this woman. I want to marry who I want to marry. And I'm going to abdicate. And that was like a huge scandal. And, you know, they never had kids. She's older by then. But, you know, and they lived their life in Paris and basically kind of what's happening to harry and megan except yeah. they i mean they gave interviews too um they were very i mean is harry was, gonna have to get his u.s citizenship how's that gonna work i would think so i mean so is he gonna be 90 day fiance oh no because they're married <laughs> so they'll have to go through the k uh k1 something not the k1 visa it'd be something else they'll have to go yeah, through the no. married visa I was just teasing. I just thought I'm that sure thing. he'll, like, he'll get. How do you get into this country so fast? <laughs> Money talks, but yeah. So I mean, he's David and and Wallace were the, the original Kate and uh, Kate, uh, Megan and Harry. Yeah, very similar stories. Very like you know leaving the royal family and uh, I mean Elizabeth was fond of her uncle and but I think in a way bitter as well. Because to them, it killed their fa- her father, George, um, King George. To, to them, they say the stress of being king. He wasn't supposed to be king. So he got married to Elizabeth's mother, also named Elizabeth. And, you know, they, had, they were like a four, a unit of four. Um, she had lots of fertility problems. She had Elizabeth. It took eight years to have Margaret, her sister. Yeah. Um, she had lots of fertility problems, stuff like that. They finally had their little family unit. They were happy. They were living in a nice little house. And then this whole bullshit started. And he had to become king. He had a speech impediment. Like, I could go on for hours. It's just fascinating to me. So the parts where, like she was saying, they denied my son to be a prince. 
no. 19, I think it was like 19, I have the dates here. I believe it was King George, so I believe it's Harry's great-grandfather, who put into law that only direct descendants of a monarch would become a prince or princess. So this is what over... is it, Virginia and... Um, because their father is a direct descendant of the queen who is the monarch, they were allowed to titles and he took them. He's a petty, petty princess, Prince Andrew. Well, he's a scumbag. He is. <laughs> he always has been. And for some reason, she's always had a soft spot for him. So he demanded that his girls be princesses. And Charles do you remember was not- when Kate, do you remember when Kate and William got married and they should they rolled up to the wedding? Oh God, with the hats. And yes. they looked like they looked like the they looked like the evil stepsisters in Cinderella. So apparently Eugenie is very down to earth and very nice and, and apparently they seem just... like they've leveled out now yes. that they're both married. So they're both married, right? Yeah, they're both married. Yeah, they're both married. Actually, Beatrice is a stepmother now. Oh, dun dun dun. Yeah. So there was a little <laughs> bit of controversy there. But so Andrew's kids have titles because his mother is a queen. He is a direct descendant from the monarch. Okay, but so since Charles has William, they're the only ones who are supposed to get so titles. when Charles becomes king, then Archie and his sister will be eligible to become prince and princess because they gotcha. will be the direct descendants. So this was like not, over a hundred years ago, this law was made. So that's why he wasn't get he was allowed to a title and they said no, he's allowed to be the Earl of uh Bumberton under something. Edmonton can keep track. Oy vey. Yeah, so he he was he would be allowed to be styled as an earl. And it, I mean they can't take that away from him, but Harry and Meghan did not want that. So that that it is what it is. So that's kind of like the I guess they figured that Charles would be king when they were having children because He's Earl well into his sixth. Dumbarton. So he's allowed to be. No, I wouldn't want to be the Earl of that. No. <laughs> so Megan and Harry said no. He'll just be Master Archie. Archie. Come or always call him Archie Bunker. Uh, Master Archie Harris. Not a great name. Mountbatten Windsor. That's just my opinion. But Archie's not a great name. No. No. It's not very royal. No, which is fine. But it, I mean, you don't have to go with a royal name. But Archie. Anyways, two. He doesn't ago. have any. Um, Regality? Is that a word? It's not a regal name. It sounds like a bookie from the 1960s who I owe 50 bucks to because I lost on, on the, the track. On the horses, yeah. Yeah. On the Greyhound race. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... it's <sighs> Not my favorite. It is what it is. It's not my kid. Yeah. <laughs> so he's allowed to that, and he is allowed to security. He w- If Harry and Meghan stayed as working royals... But what did they say? They said that because she had made it seem like last night that they had told her before she even had him that he wasn't going to get security. So that's been debunked. So this is where, and I'm going to make you some hate for this. I find Megan Markle is sometimes like she'll speak about mental health and stuff like that. Perfect. And then she says these things. I'm like, Megan, no. It's, it's she like, just misunderstood. I don't know, but he was allowed to security. He just wasn't allowed to a title until Charles becomes king. But Charles wants a very... Realistically, that's going to be in the next 10 years. The woman's not going to live to 105. No, but Charles wants a very slimmed down monarchy. Like he, if it's up to him, like 
actually Beatrice and Eugenie do not get any more, they don't get any money anymore and they don't get security. Um, he wants, so he wants it to be him, William, George. That's it. So like, Princess Charlotte. Is that her no. name, Charlotte? Charlotte, yeah. But she'll still be a princess. She'll still be a princess, but probably um, she will not be a working royal. Who's so the next in line after? After George. So after George, yeah. Is Charlotte. Until George has kids. So okay. the royal family, yes, they're rich, but they're cash poor. Their money is in their jewels and their property. They don't have an influx of They have cash. a lot of property. Yeah. So they don't have cash. So to, to say that they're broke, technically not. They're not broke, but they don't have cash. Like they've sold assets. They've sold boats and things like that. So Charles is looking at it as a money point of view of if they want to survive, they can't keep paying royals basically to, to work. They'll have to stick to like Kate, William, George, uh, Harry and Meghan could have been, they wanted them to have a role. But Where do they get the money from? Yeah, some money from taxes, some taxpayers fund some, some of that. And they also sell stuff. Like you can buy Buckingham Palace souvenirs. You can buy tours to Buckingham Palace and things like that. Oh. Now, he has investments as well, Charles. He gets about $5 million a year in investments. It's called the Duchy account. And he, he pays William and he was paying Harry out of that. That's when Harry said, I was cut off financially. That's what he means. He was cut off from the Duchy fund. Which has meant if you're a working royal, Charles will pay you basically. Um, so that kind of hit me the wrong way. I think because we're in a pandemic and so many people have lost their jobs. He's sitting here going, "36 years old, and Daddy cut me off." And he's got 30 million dollars in the bank. Yeah, and it's like you could call. I mean, he's probably got more than that because it was 30 million dollars when Diana died in died, and I mean, it was well invested. So that's kind of like, okay, I have no sympathy for you, Harry. You have money, like. And that's what they wanted is that they wanted the they wanted to keep getting money from the duchy fund. They wanted the security to be paid for by the British, like the crown. Um, and the crown basically the said firm, no. which I kept saying, which was so elusive. The firm, like what is this a movie with Tom Cruise? The Illuminati. So when they moved to Canada, Canada paid part of their security for a while. Because they didn't want them dying in their country. <laughs> no, and like they were still royals when they came over, so because of the commonwealth we did it in good favor basically we gave them rcmp officers to watch them and then of course that's our tax money and we were like why the fuck are we paying for like their extended vacation we don't want to pay for that and then the the british crown said yeah well you're not working on british soil you're in canada we we we're not going to pay for your security and that's when this whole, I think, kind of exploded. So it was like bubbles being burst left and right for them. Exactly. I think Harry thought, and I mean, this is probably the way, he, I mean, he was raised a prince. I mean, he's reality, there's no, never going to be reality for him. He's got money. But I think he thought he was going to be able to leave the royal family, keep the security, keep the duchy fund account, but do what he wants. Wow. I think they're, I think they're pissed off because of that. And I think that in the end is, I mean, I think there's a lot of reality setting in, maybe a little bit like, oh, you mean I'm not just going to be handed things? I mean, he's 36, you said? 30, going to be 37 in September. Okay. So 
it's time for the butterfly to, to, to I think, to, to grab his wings. And I think it'll do him some good to be away from the world and to earn money himself. Yeah. Maybe he'll have some real life. You know, I think that's what he needs. He's had a tough life. I'm not saying that he hasn't. He's got a dad who's his, we all know, he's not, his mom died. He was a mommy's boy. So young. Yeah. He now, was what a, do you think here about him allegedly not being Charles? Oh, he's Charles. You think? Oh, for sure. If you look at pictures of Prince Philip at his age, he's they look like twins. Oh, do they? Because I know there was that that was that whole no because no. the, the boyfriend was a ginger. But she met him in like 87 and he was born in 84. Oh, it was after? He was after, and that's where people get confused. Oh. Now the Spencers, which is Diana's family, they're they're a bunch of redheads. So there's a recessive redhead, like for there's and it could pop out of nowhere. I mean, neither of my kids are redheads. I'm the only, the only. Um, now my mom's a redhead. My aunts are two of my aunts are redheads, and one of my uncles are, and I'm the only the grandchild that's a redhead. Diana's sisters are redheads. At least one of them's a redhead. Who actually the one who actually dated Charles was a redhead. Her brother's a redhead. So the red. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Hey, yeah. I take it back. No, I'm it's sure. it's a lot of people think he's but no, he's definitely but Harry was a mommy's boy and mommy could do no wrong. And she died so young, he idolizes her. So he's always, I think, had that he him and Charles have always butted heads. I think I can imagine Charles being difficult to get along with. Apparently, him and William were not very close as well, but uh, when William started having kids and William started taking more of an active role, Charles as a grandfather has mellowed out and they're getting along better. Charles also had a very difficult upbringing. Charles yeah, has yeah. mommy issues and daddy issues. Well, he was only close with the, um, who was that man who died in that boating explosion? Uncle Dickie. That he was, Uncle Dickie. Okay. He was very close with him, right? Very close with him. He got killed. He was closer to him than his own, like his, yeah, because his of parents. Philip's upbringing at all. We're not making excuses, by the way. We're just trying to explain the psychology behind this. Charles, his mother left him for like nine months. Issues. That's three. clear. It's yeah. like theirs is going unmedicated. Uh, yeah. Treated, and that's the thing I think that drew William to Kate is that her parents are a nuclear family. Like mom, dad are together. Stable. A, yeah. Stable where he never okay. had stability. Charles never had stability. The last stable couple was, I would, well, I mean, Philip and Elizabeth, you could call them stable. They're just very cold. But the last, well, he had an affair on her too. Oh, he's, yes. And um, there's rumors she's had affairs as well with Por- Manuel Porchi, the horse, um, her friend there, oh, the wow. horse trainer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it goes both ways. But I mean, they're fucked up. I can't say it. They're fucked. They're all fucked up. And I think William and Kate are breaking that kind of. They seem normal. And I hope to God they have a loving, happy marriage. I mean, allegedly he's cheated on her. I believe it. Um, You do? I I know. I know. I I, I do believe from what I've read. And and like I say, I'm not an expert on the royals. I just really, it's my hobby. I usually, someday I'll show you my royal merchandise. I've got stuff from like the 1920s. Like it's my thing. Well, now I know what to get you for stuff. <laughs> it's my thing. Okay, I go to thrift stores and I find like world crap. But I think 
they're the probably easier to find in Canada than it is in America. Oh God, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think William and Kate are the the couple that will raise normal. They're normal, basically. I think they're breaking that streak of you know, poor. And yeah, I mean, poor Charles they live in a house happily, like you live. Yes, with your family and like they take care of their kids. Like, and I mean, it doesn't eighty percent of the time. Charles's behavior, but he really wanted to marry Camilla, and they all interfered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should have gotten married to begin. Yeah, with. They should have. And poor, like Diana was just nineteen and naive, and, and that's the thing that pissed me off goat. too. Is Megan going? I was naive. I like never googled him, and I didn't know anything about like yeah, that. Bitch. Was really annoying too. It, you, your friends have said when they were giving interviews on your behalf, have said that he googled you and you googled him. They had looked at each other on social media and blah, blah, blah. And he saw her and he thought she was cute. And yeah, okay, set me up with her. Like, that's what irks me is tell your truth. I don't blame you for leaving. I think you've done the right thing. I think you're going to be very happy. But don't bend, um, like, almost bend the truth. Like, just be honest. And yeah. You can't be the victim all the time. Exactly. And I think it was two hours of, I'm hurt. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. Kate made me cry. Um, they didn't want to make my son a prince and and stuff like that. And it's like, no, just take some accountability and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I thought I knew what I was getting into and I got into it. And you know what? Nothing can prepare you. Just be no. And I, that's what I think. And I think it's irking. I'm just looking at the um, at the, the British press right now. They're not as bad as I thought they were going to be, but they're saying, basically, they're saying the same thing I am. Like, we understand, like, you didn't have any help or anything, but there's so many inconsistencies in what you're saying. They did not get married three days before, by the way. What makes you say that? Oh, they've, they've confirmed it. The Church of England has confirmed it. They did not get married. Do you think that the archbishop would be like, yeah, I did it. Or he'd be like, no, ma'am. He's not allowed. So basically, you have to get married in a public place. And you, you have need to witnesses. have witnesses. Yeah, I mean, you need them here, too. Yeah. So each, they basically each came party out. has to have a witness. That's what the maid of honor and best yeah. man are. So they're saying maybe they exchanged personal vows, but they did not get married. It wasn't, it wasn't a legal wedding. No. And I mean, I don't know why she even, like, if you're saying like, it was just for us, why are you telling 20 million people and Oprah? Maybe she thought the rehearsal dinner was that. <laughs> like that, that's just little things like that, that kind of get me going. Like, I want to like her. It was um, a little petty. It was a little like, oh, look what I did. Yeah. And I mean, she invited Oprah. I, think saying, like, I called the queen when I found out Philip was in the hospital. Oh, like you just, just picked up the phone and like... called her? Yeah, see, it's things like Everybody that. that... Microphone. It's things like that that get me going. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I mean, I've known it... about Meghan Markle for years because she lived up in Toronto and was on suits and was, um, so I, how can I say have friends in Toronto who are in the entertainment business. Okay. Comedians and things like you that. You know people in the industry. I know people in the industry who, and I mean, she's yeah. a bit of a social climber. Like she had a, um, not social, not in a bad way, but she knew what she wanted. She wanted fame. And, you know, she had a, uh, a, a clothing line with Reitman's here and things like that. And I mean, you can always reinvent yourself. And, well, you know, here's Morgan said that he met her at a bar before she was going to meet Harry yeah. and he paid for her Uber, which yeah. I don't know why that matters, but and she, I, I feel like she knew exactly what she was doing. Yes. And 
I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. For her sake. For her own. We don't know. We don't know her. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I meet her one day and I'm like, you're a really lovely person. And I'm a shithead for saying nasty things I said about you. The thing is, we don't know her. We wouldn't be talking about her had she not done this two-hour interview. A hundred percent. And if you want to stay out of the press's eye, you've got to stay out of the press's eye. They want their cake. They want their Netflix deal. They want their Spotify deal. They want, apparently has a deal with Oprah and Apple. They want that and they want the good press. Like I'm going to sit down with Oprah, but they don't want any of the negative. And I think they need to. But you know what? That doesn't, you, you have to take it when you're, when you become a famous person, that is what happens. People talk about you. We wouldn't know each other if we didn't talk about somebody who was famous. We wouldn't know who we each other were. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens, though. That's the that nature everybody of the beast. Talk about everybody else's life. And if you're a public figure, you're open to that scrutiny. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll become so podcast famous. <laughs> My God. Stalkers, stop it. <laughs> and there, there's a thing, like, we, I think, both have our privacy, though, in the podcasting, whereas we don't do videos. I mean, we, we are looking at each other now, but I don't post videos. I don't. No, and that's fine. We can talk a bit about our like private that. life, but we're not, like, family vloggers or anything like that, where we're constantly showing our families or whatever. We have a certain amount of privacy. Yes, 100%. Like, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about our lives and things like that. We'll talk about, you know, social media. and It's and more about our opinions of what's happening exactly. in the world. Yeah. Whereas, and like, you know, butter scandals and, <laughs> but and people I mean, getting kissed during gender reveals. <laughs> I can't, which is not funny. No. But, and I can't believe they, I can't and I can't keep happening that they revealed the gender with Oprah. I hope they called like Queen and, and I, you know what that was that was the caveat for the whole thing they were like all right if you want to do this interview you have to tell us what that the gender oh. of the baby is and I mean I know they didn't get paid but how many times was Archwell mentioned Netflix Spotify like they oh, got paid in free publicity they're not, they're not stupid no they're not I <laughs> wish them all the best commercials every 45 freaking oh, seconds and like I was watching on a on a stream because I don't have cable and it just kept at the worst moments. It kept, and I got so mad. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Because it kept getting hung up. Oh, it was driving me nuts. But I hope this is the end for them. I hope. We, I hope that they they go and live their lives like they want to live with Archie's little chicken coop and. That was adorable. Well, but I don't get how they save chickens from from a factory house. Like, were you gonna? So, are you vegetarian? Are you vegan? Because when, you know, they were cooking a chicken when they got engaged, is what she said. They were cooking a roast chicken, and he just went down on one knee and got, like, asked her to marry him. How romantic. You know, like, often I'm making chicken. How did Zach propose to you? So, by text. (laughs) He said. You can see the look she just gave me. I think I just got daggers. (laughs) No. He said. I consider us already engaged and I took it as we were engaged like I would have asked you I was so excited I just thought we were engaged but he made it up to me yeah like I thought he he just never he did after though he went to like George and he and when the fireworks went off on the lake he asked me to marry him oh that's sweet yeah but I picked out my own ring I had a I I told him I liked a couple of different options. 
I never wear the stupid thing. Oh, I wear mine all the time. I wear a band. He gave he gave me this is this is a band that matches his exactly that he had made in Ireland. He had his made in Ireland. And then he gave me this band when I had Ella as my baby present. I never wear his ring. Phil wears his when he goes to work and stuff. When he goes out, he wears his. He forgets. He asked me on it. We were, we started dating in in October of 2003. He proposed in April of 2006. So we're two and a half years in. We went our thing was going to see the sun rise. We like to see the sun rise. Sort of morning people, for the most part, anyway. Um, so on Easter morning, we went, it was just coincidentally Easter, we went down to this bay spot on the water that we always went to. And I looked similar to this with a, a hoodie on. She's got a bun in her hair. It's a beautiful bun. Her glasses. And she's wearing and her, black. And the three listeners who know me know exactly what my hair looks like right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, we were walking through the gazebo to go back to the car to go out to breakfast on Easter morning. And he was walking behind me and he got, he, he just asked. In the middle of the, he didn't get down on one day. He just asked. And then so we were engaged. But we didn't get married for three years after that. Well, see, I got we married a year after. I was like, That's I'm done cool. with this. Let's get married. We already had a house anyways. We bought a house, like, we were tired of paying rent, and we were living together, and, oh, God, I just dropped the podcast mic, and we bought a, we owned a house by then, we bought a house, and we're like, fuck it, we're buying a house. See, we didn't buy a house, we didn't move in together until right before we got married, so we, we didn't move in together for three years, and then we lived in the apartment in his parents' house, which is our house now, for a while, um, and, because we knew we wanted to buy the house, but we didn't want to have to rent it to anybody, yeah. downstairs it's just, just what was what was right for us there's no rhyme or reason to any history of it and I was grateful for the time that we got to be there and we had Liam down there and we had Ella down there but we had owned the house at that point um and his parents built a house next door and now we have that support system next door and we have the whole house and our kitchen that used to be our kitchen downstairs in the apartment is now a full Irish pub with taps Megan and Harry listen you guys need to build a pub and you're beat like Lauren yeah. Well, you could just come to mine. Or a $14 million <laughs> house. You can. Yeah. <laughs> Versus my, my 300 and something thousand dollars. Oh, who cares? <laughs> On that yeah. note, we wish him the best. You're done your margarita. I got to pee because I drink this whole coffee. I have to pee too. So, but I hope, please, if anybody, for real though, if anybody feels sad and depressed and suicidal, there's nothing wrong with the feelings that you're feeling. But we need to get you in a better spot. So sometimes just talking about like this podcast for me is my therapy almost because I've talked about very uh openly that I'm having a major depression right now but you know what just talking to someone sometimes helps one of your boobs came out at gymnastics I mean you don't tell anybody in the swimming pool too my kid put her hand down my top and woo my boob to all the dads that wasn't the first time there was a nip slip in that pool No, and it's not the first time I've shown my boobs, guys, and it's not going to be the last. But talk, just reach out, even if we're strangers. Um, Lauren's not that scary. She's a little scary, but she's not that scary. And I'm crazy, so, you know, you'll be in good company. Just just picture Chubby Elvira on my part with red hair. And I'm Gemma Collins from 
The only way I is that <laughs> My sister told me that too today. She's like, you know who you remind me of? I'm like, who? And then she's like, have you ever seen that? I'm like, yes, I've heard. I know. I love her. So, you know, you're in good hands. Please be safe out there. Talk about your feelings. If not to us, to your to someone. Just to your reach out. Ones. It gets better. Always does. It Nothing does. lasts forever. No, thank God. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. We just gotta get you there. We'll get you there. No, we'll not post note. the podcast at some point this week. Yeah, I'm hoping tomorrow. That. And um, best we'll wishes and warmest regards. regards. Have a great week, everybody. All right.